Good afternoon. Welcome to our Inner Revolution podcast. Today, we have a special guest named Josh Harris. And also with us, we have Pastor Jason. He's our host. And I'm the co-host, the great, mighty Atul Singh. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I just wanted to say that just to throw Pastor Man, Jason off. Man, we can't off. have one serious podcast now. It's but like, you know what? It's so the much... The hostess with the mostess. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I think our little humor is always best for these kind of things that just shows us how real we are when we talk about these uh, podcasts. But today uh, we're going to talk about worship uh, with Josh. And uh, just before we get to Josh, I really want to introduce uh, Pastor Jason's book that he has written called Beautiful, Beautifully Broken. Uh, I haven't had a chance to read it, but I'm waiting for my signed copy so when he becomes famous... And he'll be on Dr. Adoption, so I might be able to make some money from you. But till then... Make some money from me? <laughs> buy, buy the book, whatever, buy the signature, whatever, however you say it. But uh, you know what? Uh, 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 it came out today, right, Pastor Jason? Yeah, uh, Beautifully Broken, uh, Trophies of Grace. It's about a two-and-a-half-year project. Very excited about it, and uh, a lot of illustrations on how God just makes things beautiful out of broken people, broken things, broken situations. Uh, nothing is too far gone. It's amazing. It's a good thought, some good thoughts. I am very much uh, excited to read this book, and that's, this will be my first book I ever read. So I'm okay. usually very lucky. <laughs> Beside the Bible. <laughs> I was going to say, and the comic books I too. And the comic <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, we just like to have fun when we do these podcasts because it's important. <laughs> and oh, I, passages, I it's all yours now. I can't stop laughing. Um, yeah, and also before Josh uh, brings us to the throne here, the throne room, uh, we're having a, a great, a great um, men's conference coming up July 13th and at 6.30 here at the Greater Grace Plaza. And it's called Build Wisely. So it's a time to really uh, help us build our foundations, build our families, build our hearts and our walk of faith uh, from a biblical point of view. So that's July 13th at 6.30 p.m. here at the Greater Grace Chapel. We welcome you. There will be refreshments, donuts, and coffee. Uh, that might bring some of you. Uh, just bring your power tools. <laughs> I mean, bring, I mean, bring your Bible. So that's going to be a great time. Hey, Josh, kick us off here. I love this theme about worship. Josh is one of our worship leaders here at the church. Uh, he does so much more. He's got a real passion for God, passion for men. Uh, he's a father, two kids, and uh, he's got some really great thoughts he's been sharing with me over the last several days on worship. So, Josh, fire away. It's all yours. Yes, sir. Thank you. Thank you. I'm looking forward to the book, too. And, uh, yeah, let's turn in our power tools to uh, the first time that the Bible, God's Word, mentions the word worship. I think it's a good principle of first mention. Uh, Genesis 24, Abraham going with Isaac. God has told him to go sacrifice his son, his only son. And he says... Yes, Lord. He says, you know, Hebrews tells us that by faith, Abraham, you know, believed God and was believing that God was able to raise him from the dead and he was willing to do this. <clears throat> and this idea of 
surrender. This idea of saying, you know, I trust God. God, you're worth it. You're worth my life. You're worth everything that I hold dear, the thing that I hold dearest. And um, that's a, a an amazing picture of, of worship, and it's the first time the words mentioned. Abraham says, the lad and I will go yonder and worship. You guys stay here. The lad and I will go yonder and worship. So worship, worship, and then you see in Revelation, you see the creatures saying with a loud voice, worthy is the Lamb who was slain. Holy, holy, holy. Um, and you and you see all the all the um, all of existence, all of creation, heaven, earth, below the earth, and they're all saying with a loud voice that God is the one who receives all honor and glory and power and praise. And you know, so this uh, this idea that he's worthy and this idea that worship isn't just a genre of music that we experience in a church meeting but it is an attitude and a posture of the heart that's connected with faith. Abraham believed God and it was accounted to him for righteousness. So really what we want to say is that worship transforms a person. Hmm. Worship is transformative. It changes everything. Uh, when a person comes to God, when a person sees Christ, it's seeing Him and then responding to who He is. And um, so, Second Corinthians chapter 3, verse 18 says that, Beholding as in a mirror the glory of the Lord, the awesomeness of of who God is, are being transformed from into the same image, into His image. So worship is transformative, and not only does it change you, but it changes you into the thing that you're worshiping. Mm-hmm. If people gaze and they're admiring and worshiping uh, a celebrity, uh, someone that they look up to, um, a sports person or, or whatever, uh, it can actually become this, uh, wow, well, this person is worth my time. They're worth my attention so much. I'm going to study this person. I'm going to study their stats, you know, because I, I want to, you know, build my life around this. And they, they become consumed with who this person is or things about them. And not to say that, you know, fantasy football is bad or anything like that, but I've seen guys really get wrapped up in and uh, consumed with those things, and it 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 uh, transforms them. It transforms their speech. Uh, it transforms how how they behave, how they spend their time. And same with Christ, but in a much more glorious way, as we behold Him and the glory of who He is, how awesome He is. It transforms us. It changes us. It changes our mind. It changes our attitude. And there's a couple examples in scripture I mean Abraham's one and then you have um, you have of course David who was well known as a worshiper and you know you remember the time when he's he gets the the showbread 
and then someone sees Doeg sees him, and then he flees to Gath, and he has, in his hand, he has the sword of Goliath, you know, but still he's afraid mm-hmm. of the the Philistines who recognize him, and he's in Gath, and he feigns madness, it says. He pretends to be a crazy person. He's got spit in his beard. He's at the gate, and and the king is like, get this crazy guy out of here, right? David's like, Whew. But it also says, which, what's striking is, I believe it's Psalm 34, in the heading, we're told that when David wrote that psalm, this was the time. And that's where he says, I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in, be in my mouth. And what happens right after that? You read on, and I believe it's First Samuel 21 and 22. Uh, the top of 22, he flees from Gath to the cave of Adullam. And this is where he trains the mighty men. This is where God draws all these people to this broken man, you know, who has just realized, hey, God, you're in control. You know, this poor man cried out and and you heard him and delivered him out of all of his troubles. And then all these people with troubles come to him and he's able to, you know, uh, lead them and point them to the one that, you know, the rock that is higher than than him. Mm-hmm. And that's that's just beautiful. So worship transformed someone who was essentially a spit-covered psycho, <laughs> you know, <laughs> into a singing soldier who's who's oh. training who's training the mightiest uh, military force uh, known to Israel, as far as as far as we know. So great escapades. Uh, done by these guys and uh worship was the transform it wasn't singing songs but it was acknowledging who god was and how that shifted his heart and shifted his life and and then you have uh joshua and joshua chapter five um there's conflict going on but there's a king above the conflict and the 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 Lord of Heaven's armies appears, and and Joshua sees him. And at first, he he still doesn't get it, and he's like, "Who are, whose side are you on? You know, who who are you for? Are you for them or are you for us?" No, no is the response. But as the commander of the Lord's army, I have come. And then the response is Joshua falls on his face. And it says, and he worshipped, falls on his face and worshipped. There's this reverence, this humility that happens in the presence of God. I'm glad that we can laugh, we can joke, and this is true too, that in the presence of the Lord there's fullness of joy. Mm. And, oh, happy is the man whose sin is forgiven, right? There's joy, but there's also a reverence. Uh, You know, uh, Psalm 2 talks about, you know, re- reverence, rejoice with trembling, it says. Yeah. So rejoice with trembling. So I think those are both aspects of worship. Um, yeah, he's worthy. Uh, it's a response. Uh, it's something that also uh, affects us. It changes us. 
in our lives. Worship is transformative, and it's really beholding Him, beholding His glory, understanding who He is, and responding to that, and allowing that to be the thing that shapes us and changes us. Yeah. That was beautiful, Josh. <clears throat> I was just... It's funny that you brought out... <clears throat> For Samuel, I, I was just reading that this morning about Kat, and it was, wow. I was driving my car, and I was reading a pullover right in the side, and I was thinking about picturing when David, because there was no sword or any weapon, so he had, and the only thing that was available was the sword of Goliath that he had, and he took that, and he went to that, and he's crazy, and the thing, I'm like picturing that in my mind, like, I can picture David just running around like a madman with the spit all over his beard. That was funny that you even brought that up this, just right now. And it just kind of hit me. I said, my God, I just read that this morning. It was a beautiful illustration about, uh, like, David, mm. you know, the heart of David. Wow. So, um, Pastor Jason, that was a beautiful uh, yeah. thought on uh, worship. Yeah, a lot of things came to my mind. Like, I think as we wait on God, we want to worship Him while we wait. Mm. Maybe uh, as men, we maybe can't sing or kind of wonder. We kind of get uncomfortable in the worship service. But really, it's we're entering the presence of God and just focusing our hearts. Like you said, worship is an attitude. And we're just before the Lord, just saying, Lord, I'm yours and speak to me. You know, I think about... You know, why is there worship in a church? You know, it's like a power wash. You come in hmm. from just a just a busy day and stuff sticking all over you, and it's like worship's a power wash. It just blows off the stuff so you can mm -hmm. really receive um, God's mind and God's heartbeat. And, um, you know, I think all of us worship something. We all worship someone, you know. You know, whatever we spend our time doing, we, like, I love what you said, we become like it. Mm -hmm. And... So it's like the question is, what, who am I worshiping? Am I worshiping myself? Am I worshiping my, uh, am I worshiping my fears? How about that? Whatever mm. I'm stuck focused on, am I, I'm worshiping. I'm giving worthy, worth to those things. And God says, uh, worship me. Above me there should be no other gods. But I love this in Joshua 5. Great, great point here. Imagine... I mean, I believe there's an angel with a sword drawn in every city, every neighborhood. Mm -hmm. And imagine, because it's the presence of God, it's the kingdom of God, it's the confrontation of the kingdom of God. Imagine that. And he says, take off your shoes, right, Joshua? Yeah. Like, let go of all the natural thinking, all the stuff that's been through all the dirt, and worship me, and I will yeah. speak to you. And I think worship's key to, to hearing God and... Uh, I mean, how has worship changed your life, Josh? How, how are some practical things that changed your life? Yeah, I, I believe that like I can I can be that guy that comes in kind of flustered, in in the worship service, and maybe it's been a tough day, and I come in, and the words are on the screen, and it's the words, it's not the melodies, it's not the, the emotion of the song, but it's the words and the truth behind those words to really allow our hearts to connect with that. And when we do, it does. It washes away uh, those things. Doesn't it, a tool like you, you were saying, like we experience that, and it's not about the experience, but that experience and that we're having, it comes from the truth 
that we're singing. And so we're declaring this truth and we're, we're almost like, it's like you're grabbing your own self in a way too. You're speaking to the Lord, but you're also speaking to yourself these, these truths, like bless the Lord, oh my soul, mm. you know, like he's good. He's good. Like, what am I, what am I, you know, where's my focus? So, uh, I don't know. Yeah. You know, I, as you were talking about that, I was just thinking about worshiping for me personally. Um, I know I can't sing. I even love, was laughing when Pastor was mentioning last night. You <laughs> sing in the shower, right? Yeah, I do. I do <laughs> sing in the shower, but it's not very many people listen to me. <laughs> and there is no presence of God there. <laughs> uh, oh, uh, no, I'm just kidding. Bad example. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> but uh, I was thinking when Pastor said, you know, we make a joyful noise. Mm-hmm. And uh, mm-hmm. every time my... Life is uh, full of trials and tribulation. It could be small and it could be big. And for me personally, being a Christian for 25 years, I remember the very first, when I first got saved, I would listen to uh, old hymns and worship music that would just bring me into the presence of God because that's what worship is. It's oh, talking yeah. about we are worshiping God and we go into His presence and you're, and it, everything is just it's just you don't remember anything god there is in that moment god heals your heart so in past uh three four years it's been just incredible i uh, i work in the morning at four in the morning and my first thing is when i get in my car i put a worship music on and i weep with god yeah i can feel the presence of god in my car yeah. there's anointing in my car and i I put my hand out out of my window. I raised my hand. I said, "God, thank you so much for speaking to my heart through the through the words in this uh, through this music because it's mm. it's just not words. It's like God is speaking to my heart and it's healing my heart. It's delivering things yeah. that are needs to be delivered and sharpening things that needs to be sharpened yeah. through the worship. For me, it's been the, it's the most joyous time of my life, and I truly enjoy worship because i yeah. think it's it you know when you're in a church service a worship before the message is to, prepares the hearts for people Amen. for I'm the message because there's anointing yeah. in the worship that carries into the message Amen. and god speaks through the yeah. music and through the words and always then through the preacher Amen. and to everybody that is sitting in the pew yeah. benefits out of that anointing yeah. so i have been transform as i may say so and uh, in my life through worship yeah and when you worship and i think a couple saturdays ago we were worshiping on the graduation mm-hmm. night in a sidewalk yeah. or we were sitting in the one saturday on rossville boulevard on that side of the underneath the <laughs> tree where yeah. we were praising and worshiping god you could feel the anointing of god right there and people were passing by and wondering what these guys are doing yeah. but we were in a different zone yeah. We didn't even know where we were because the presence of God was with us. Same thing where when David was coming back and McCall, his first wife, Saul's daughter, was looking out the window. And mm-hmm. David had no shirt on. He was dancing with all the concubines. Yeah. Yeah. What he was doing. And she said, oh, what are you? You are the king. Why are you dancing like that? Mm-hmm. He said, but I am dancing in the presence of God. Yeah. And yeah. I'm worshiping in the presence of God. Yeah. And that's what happens yeah. with worship. It is such a special tool. Yeah. I think uh, Paul and Silas, bound in jail, 
their worshiping and changes things. Hmm. Um, gosh, there's another example as you were, as you were speaking. I was thinking of uh, mm, who else? Well, it left me, but maybe maybe Pastor Jason has something. How, how about Job? Yeah. Chapter one. I mean, can you imagine sitting in your yeah. table and every sermon's giving you bad news? Yeah. I mean, would I? What would an average yeah. man would do? Uh, he yeah. would just go out and go insane. Like I just lost everything. What did he do? He <laughs> literally shaved his head, tore his shirt, and he he worshipped God because yeah. he understand that God is in the throne. That it's sure. not about me. It's about Beautiful. God. It's all about God. Mm -hmm. So whether it's worshiping, is all about God. It's what we will do in eternity when we stand uh, with with our fathers in heaven. We will worship all through eternity right. right by His feet. I mean, yeah. man, what a privilege it is. Yeah. You, you know, it's interesting, you know, maybe you're listening today and saying, I don't have much to thank God for today. And it's like, wow, just taking time, slowing it down and just saying, thank you, Lord, for the breath in my lungs. Thank you, God, for every digit, right? Thank you, God, that I can see. Like, Thanksgiving cultivates worship, I mm -hmm. think. And Sometimes when you get pressed down and pushed down and you're so maybe so intoxicated with bad news and we got tons of bad news all around us and sometimes it's good to turn off our televisions and our radios and our internets and unplug and just say, God, it's just you and me and I'm living today for you and my our attitude changes and we begin to thank God for uh, the beauty that's all around us. The you know, I was sharing with my son recently that every morning and every evening, God paints a beautiful picture in the sky for us: the sunset and the sunrise. And and uh, my son's like, really, Daddy? I said, Yes, he does. And that's that's how much he loves us. And Psalm 19 declares His glory, and we worship Him for who He is, what He's done, and what He will do. So, yeah. this is a key topic, and. And it, I just want to ask God to break our concepts of worship because it's not, it's not just uh, a beautiful little song. It's the cadence. Like it's the cadence. That's a good word, isn't it? Yeah. It's like a cadence. It's a credence. It's like a, it's like a battle cry. <laughs> yeah. Josh is getting excited. Come on. It's like a battle cry because the confuses the enemy. Yeah. It? Yeah. Come there on. it is. The devil's like, what? He's singing. What? What is that story? For our listeners, what that's scriptural. We're not just making this up. Worship confuses the enemy. We're not just saying that because it sounds good. It's it really in the, does. It's in the Bible. <laughs> even, I'm glad you clarified that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you guys know that. Even when the trump, uh, trump, uh, trumpet was blowing, remember, and I think it was Joshua, yeah. the second chapter, uh, when they were walking around seven times. We all need to go back to Bible uh, college. <laughs> we're, just like, we're throwing <laughs> chapters around <laughs> Psalm 100. How about that one? But you know what? When you make a joyful noise. <laughs> make a joyful noise. Right, well, with a true. trumpet, a drum. Even you Loud stop, even you stop in your feet. That tool can be a beautiful sound. I mean, when you when you think about what the, in John four twenty four says, you know, you worship in spirit, truth and spirit. Yeah, in so spirit and spirit in truth. truth. Spirit it's and an truth. eternal thing. Eternal. So you that's know, also an outward expression. And, and Clap nine, your Psalm ninety six talks Shout about worshiping the Lord. You know, so you know. You could quote verses out of worship of the Bible. How many times it talks about Come worship? On. Because yeah. that's what it takes you to get to know God. I mean, for me, it's been like, I am so thankful that uh, even though I can't sing, but I can worship God because I am making 
I'm getting entering into His presence mm-hmm. and just acknowledging yeah. who God is, and it's yeah. all about Him. It's not about whether we can sing or not, but it's all about Him, well, His majesty, His glory. Mm. Pastor Atul, what if you know your daughters were to sing a song for you, and they sang it to you, you know about how they appreciated you, how much that would move your heart, right? And how does the father feel? You know, is he concerned about the the pitch or the notes, or is he concerned about what we're saying? It's from to the him? heart, right? And Scripture says, "Sing unto the Lord a new song." Mm. It's you know, you're singing something fresh from your heart that's personal to him. You know, and that's that's beautiful. It is know, beautiful because for just, him, it's beautiful. Just to say that, I when you brought that up about my children, my wife and I for, got married in 1995, July 8th. My wife sang a, uh, a song to me. Wow. On our, after the, uh, you know, after we, uh, during our wedding ceremony. And I, just when you said that, it brought me to that thought that I stood there with holding, like my eyes was filled with tears and they were running down. I could just remember like how anointed she was and the words. So, you know, and how it was ministering to me at that moment when I was listening to her. Mm. So, yeah, it's, it's, it's priceless. Yeah. Wow. It's, it's all about God. It's yeah. Everything that we do is about God. Yeah. And the day we forget, the day we forget worship, the day we forget praise, mm. the day we worship, forget is coming to church. Mm. But the, as long as we have breath and we understand that it's not about us three or this church that we are in. That's right. Because it's about the Lord. Amen. It is all about God. And He's worth it. Amen. He's worth it. Well, as we close today, here's a great uh, chapter, Psalm 95, to worship Him in all of His majesty. That's a great meditation. Also, I think like the knowledge that we have and have learned when we're able to worship God with that knowledge, that knowledge becomes powerful. Mm-hmm. Um, the man who worships, as we see in Joshua 5, is the man who advances with God. So, Josh, thank you for being with us, a tool, as always. And our listening audience, uh, really uh, make known that you're listening to us on YouTube. Just look up Inner Revolution Podcast. And um, also, we have a new URL coming out in the next coming days. Uh, so you can easily find us again. Uh, but feel free to contact us. Let us know what you think. And hope you have a wonderful 4th of July. Also check us out on uh, Instagram and Facebook. That's right. We're in a revolution. So thank you, Pastor Jason. Josh, uh, what a privilege, privilege it is to be with you and I. You're an amazing husband and a father. And a worshiper. And a worship leader. And more than that, you are a watchman that watches our each one of our lives here and protect us. And, you know, that's a great honor to call you a friend and just to uh, enjoy this segment with you. Yeah, the worshipers went out before the warriors. We, we <laughs> talked about that last time, but there's so much power in the invisible world when we worship God. It's Amen. amazing. Amen. Hey, everybody, have an awesome day. God, God bless you. Thanks for joining us for another episode of the Inner Revolution podcast. Please find us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. Your feedback is always welcome.